you from the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio. A show for the fans by the fans. Talking all things Cleveland Browns. From our mic to your ears. With your hosts, Jason Hand, Mikey P, and Ian Cold Train Cold Iron. Are you ready for some football? We're ready for some football, baby. Yes, you are now in the yard, and welcome to the Yard Dogs podcast, a show for the fans, by the fans. This is Season 3, Episode 101. I'm your host, Jason Hand. The Yard Dogs podcast is brought to you by Network 216. To check out all of their Ohio sports content, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find that by searching for Network 216. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, media member, player, or former player and would like to be a guest on the Yard Dogs podcast, hit us up on Twitter. Our DMs are wide open. You can find us there at Yard Dogs Pod. And now, I want to introduce my co-hosts, my partners in crime. They're both in the yard. We're, we're excited tonight. I know we shouldn't be. We're two and five. But boys, Mikey P, Ian Coltrane, how are we doing tonight? We're pretty excited, good, pretty man. good. Yeah, pretty good, man. Ready for Halloween bash, Bengals, Browns, baby. Let's go. I, you, you know, Coltrane, I think you just hit it. Like, we have a lot of reasons to be disappointed from what we've seen so far on the football field. We're two and five. We were talking about a pre-show. The possibilities are endless of what we should be. You know, Mikey P said, man, we could easily be three and four right now. But that's not what, what we are. We're two and five. But we have a Monday night, Halloween night football game, the Battle of Ohio against the Cincinnati Bengals. So this is a time to be excited because our backs are against the wall here. Like, we got to get this W, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight, how we can turn this, right the ship, and, and get this W and beat the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night. Are you with me? That's the goal because uh, historically the Browns have not been great on holidays. So we're hoping that trend changes on Monday. But, but our Mikey prime P. time trend is pretty good, no? Our, I thought our prime Thursday time night, if we, when we play on oh. Thursdays, yes. Okay, well. Think about Thursdays. Maybe we can uh, you know, ask, can the Browns play every Thursday night game? And yeah. then maybe 17-0, and 0, you never know. And, and against the Bengals, right? We we have a pretty good track record against the Bengals in recent history. So uh, yes. may, maybe they're on our schedule at the exact right time when we need it. Now, it's going to be a tough game. We're going to talk about that game. We're also going to recap the Ravens game. Bad loss there, but we're, we're going to talk about all that. But first, we have to get into some housekeeping the Yard Dogs podcast and Network 216 are proud partners with Homage, the apparel company. If you haven't tried Homage, you are missing out. Homage is always coming out with on-point, cutting-edge sports apparel. They just came out with the Homage Starters Jacket. We, we all remember that from the 80s and the 90s, the, the, the nice satin uh, finish. It's it's beautiful jacket. They just came out. They they re-released them. Um, they're they're out now. You can buy them. They are absolute fire, guys. Like I, I I've seen this jacket. There's three different colors. There's brown. There's white. There's orange. I I posted on Twitter. You know w- which color should I order? Because I'm about to hit that send button, guys. About to hit that send for the starter jacket. But you know, showing support for your team doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. As a bonus, you will get special discounts by using our link to shop at Homage. Where can you find the link? That's easy. You can visit our website, network216ohio.com, or you can look at our Twitter page, at Yard Dogs Pod. You can find it there. You can find it on my Twitter page, at Browns Huddle. Just search that, and in my pinned tweet i have the the post for the homage starter jackets guys we're all homaged up tonight mikey psc you got your homage shirt on coltrane sweet shirt man i love it and i'm up here in my hot attic 
wearing a hoodie doesn't make sense, but that's what's going on right now. <laughs> Nothing makes sense right now. <laughs> Nothing makes sense right now. <laughs> but uh, have you seen those starter jackets, Mikey P? I, I, I know you've seen them, man. It, uh, those are pretty sweet. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll share a story. Ironically, if I can ever find these movies that I've told Jason about, uh, where we yeah. remade Friday the 13th part, like nine, whatever. In the movie, I'm the New York Jason, and I'm actually wearing one of those satin starter Yankees jackets. That's <laughs> probably like 14 years old at the time, wearing this thing. So, yes, I've had those, seen those. I can't wait to get mine. I'm, uh, I want that orange one in the worst way. I know uh, Coltrane, I think he already has one. You have the white one, right? You do. Yeah, that's great. And it's yeah. flipping sweet, too. Oh, yeah. man. Every, you were, like, getting so many compliments at the uh, tailgate over that jacket. Yes, I was. And uh, I told you guys last week on the show, I'm just I'm just glad they brought him back because it was a limited release. Um, it seemed like, you know, honestly, at one point, I knew Odell's uh, mom had one. So it's like it was almost like a VIP club. You know, I saw her on Instagram with it on. At first, you thought, like, how do you get it? So it was a limited release. And now they're sending them back, and now they have they have what all thirty two NFL teams. I mean, yeah, homage is just homage is just gonna. I mean, they they did the right thing with the partnership with Starter and just you know release these things. So I'm I'm, I'm happy for them, and uh, it should be a, a pretty big release for sure. Yeah, my buddy's yeah. an Eagles fan, and he just ordered one the other day. I sent him the yeah, link. I'm sure. I, I don't like, know how you how you couldn't if you're yeah if you're an NFL fan. Those you know they're just, like you like Jason said they're slick they're silk. They're, they're soft like this stuff is. I mean, all this stuff is just too soft, man. That's what I like. When you get older, you know, you enjoy a soft uh, T-shirt, you know. Absolutely. Anything, so. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Th these hoodies are, like, fantastic, man. I just love these hoodies. I, I would wear them in the summer if, if I could. I can't because, you know, this hot, humid sun, you just can't do that. But yeah. I, this, hot, is, this is my favorite season, man, hoodie season. It's about to get – into jacket season which is why i'm going to go ahead and get that starter jacket from homage now mikey p ian coltrane you brought up a good point not just brown stuff on homage you can get all 32 teams in fact this is a great time to point out this is a browns podcast but we have fans of the yard dogs podcast that aren't even browns fans i have a couple of friends myself uh j paul piccoli shout out to you Got to hang out with him at camping this weekend. He's a Kansas City Chiefs fan, but guess what, guys? He tunes in every single week like clockwork. He listens to the show. And then a, a really good friend of mine, Joe Foley, he's a Washington Commanders fan. He's always uh, commenting on the show and listening to it. He had a compliment for you last week, Coltrane. He said, man, that's a, that's a good addition to the Yard Dogs podcast, uh, Mr. Coltrane there. We, we yeah. just got a YouTube uh, shout-out, too. Josh Mansfield. What up, guys? What up, Josh? Thanks for tuning what in. What up, Josh? Week. All right. All right. All right. Sounds good. Welcome to the show, Josh. Welcome to the yard, man. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, Josh, thanks for tuning in on YouTube. For those of you that are on our YouTube channel, if you look and you see unsubscribed, go ahead and click that subscribe button. It's going to help out not only this show, the Yard Dogs podcast, but it's also going to help out Network 216 as we look to grow that channel. And it is growing. We are getting subscribers um, every single week on, on, on our YouTube channel. So if you haven't already subscribed, it's a good way to support the show. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Just hit that subscribe button, please, and thank you. Uh, let's get into our first uh, segment, Rumors and Notes. Guys, we have some news that came out this week. Some of it came out from the game. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Mikey P., I'll start with you. David Njoku, high ankle sprain, out two to five weeks. Um, that's pretty – anytime you hear of an ankle sprain – and they put high ankle sprain on that, you know that's, that's worse than an ankle sprain. That's, your, your recovery time is going to be longer. Is this a big area of concern? Like how do the Browns overcome? Because David Njoku, he, he's really shined this year. He's been one of the bright spots on the Browns um, in many ways. But what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's a huge area of concern. And Njoku's uh, you know, had some really good games. Uh, he's looked like a top five tight end in the league this year at times. Um, he's been kind of Jacoby's uh, blanket or, you know, his, uh, his go-to option at times. Um, I mean, you're, 
Harrison Bryant, you know, solid tight end, not on the same level as an Njoku. And you have a Pharaoh Brown, same same thing. Like, are those kind of guys give you the same productivity and output? Probably not. So you're going to need somebody else to give you something here. Um, to be honest, like, I mean, injuries can never come at the right time or the wrong time. But, I mean, this 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 injury couldn't come at a worse time, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to need somebody to step up. He, he's going to be sorely missed, uh, David Njoku. I, I can't stress that enough. It, it was uh, discouraging to hear that he got hurt during the Ravens game. And when you hear high ankle sprain two to five weeks, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be more like four weeks. <laughs> it, it, it's not going to be two weeks. Uh, you know, It's going to be probably three to five weeks in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, that that's some an area that uh, the Browns are going to have to – Fill that void, and that's a big void that we're going to have to fill. Coltrane, uh, cornerback uh, Denzel Ward, still in concussion protocol. You're a defense guy. Um, any news on when he can come back, when we can see the services of Denzel Ward again? That's the thing about concussion protocol, man. When, it, when you're the Cleveland Browns, it can take three to four weeks, but yet Mahomes and Brady and all these other dudes are out in three, four days. If it's a Cleveland Brown involved, you guys doing all your research, all the way going back, all the way going back to Hayden years, it, you, you got sometimes guys out for two to three weeks. The issue with Ward is, you know, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm sad you got hit, but this isn't always. This is exactly why I was skeptical of re-signing him for the big payday that he got from us. He's like that character in that movie, Mr. Glass, bro. He's either getting hurt, he's either getting, he's either hitting somebody too hard where he's getting a concussion. Or he's hitting somebody too hard. And he's he's hurting his ankle or you know uh, his elbow, whatever you know his hand. He 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 gets. He, he's one of them cornerbacks. Same thing with Greedy. He, it's like you can't. Uh, he it's it's like he's always out for four to six games a year, and that's the most frustrating part for me. And now what you're asking me, Jason, back to your question: If he's still in concussion protocol, I'm very concerned. Yeah, it's a Monday night game, but we need we but we all know this in the show. We need him out there for that Bengals matchup. If we don't have him, uh, I don't know if y'all seen Emerson's done some good things, but he's also done some bad things, man. So yeah, back to your question of the concussion. I don't know, Jason. I'm weary of it. I don't know if we will get him back in time. I'm obviously hopeful, but this has always been my stink on him, man. He's never healthy enough to play. So yeah. I, you had mentioned this last week, Coltrane, that it's hard to get on a guy for being in concussion protocol. Like, concussions happen. It's a freak thing. Like, your helmet can slam onto the field after getting tackled or making a tackle, and you can get a concussion. Heck, I was playing soccer last week with a bunch of 13, 14-year-olds, and I went down to the ground, and I saw stars come <laughs> getting up, you know, like – Man, did I just get concussed? Uh, you know, that, that kind of thing can happen, and it's unfortunate. Um, I know it's a touchy subject with the NFL, you know, Tua with Miami. That I don't care what anybody says. That, that dude got a concussion uh, when, you know, in, in that first game, and then four days later he's playing again. We all saw what happened. It's very terrible. Glad to see him back in, in uniform out there playing. But you, you, this is a uh, – Subject that you have to not take lightly. It's very serious. The NFL takes it seriously. But I would like to see Ward back. Is there any chance we get him back on Monday night? I mean, I guess that's it's positive that we're it's Monday and not Sunday. Yeah. He'd have to clear concussion protocol, I think, by you know by like Saturday if he's going to play Monday, or he might even get Sunday. But I'm starting to look at Denzel Ward as almost like Willie Mays Hayes in Major League Two, like. You know, when Lou Brown is yelling, Coach Lou Brown is yelling, you know, it's a leg thing or it's a mind thing or it's the th like it's even from after he got paid first day of camp hamstring. He missed time. Calf injury missed time. Like, I'm sorry, man. I know he's an Ohio State Buckeye and I think that's why we give him as much love as we do. But the dude is uh, uh, soft. S A W F T soft. Mikey throwing out throwing out some fire there. I hear you. Um, we'll have to wait on that. We we could certainly use his services this week. I mean, Joe Joe Burrow, no joke. Jamar Chase, no joke. Boyd, 
Higgins. I mean, there's some serious offensive weapons on that Cincinnati Bengals team. So hopefully he can come back. We'll just have to keep an eye out on that. Uh, back to defense, linebacker Jacob Phillips, torn peck. That's unfortunate, man. I mean, he looks he's going to be out for the rest of the year. Um, what what are your thoughts on that, Coltrane? I mean, it's, it can't be good, right? I mean, I mean, the first thing I'll say, dude, is you know we're we losing we're losing another linebacker. I mean, who's going to play line? I mean, obviously we got the new guy now. He got what a few snaps. Did you guys see him out there that much? I I didn't see him much. Maybe a few snaps of that. But um, it's another linebacker, man. We don't have depth. I mean, I guess the positive I will say, unfortunately for Phillips, is there was some games he got roasted and toasted. So, obviously, we don't necessarily need a guy in the field like that that's going to hurt our team. But the fact that he's down, uh, i, I got to be honest with you guys, with him being out, I'm going to be seeing a whole lot more Ataki Taki than I want to. And I'm just not a fan of Taki. I've never been. I think he's one of the guys that ends up you know, getting eliminated from this team or, or, or cut next year. But what does that even leave us? So let's go. Let's just talk about it, guys. What does that leave us with then? So you got Taki. You got the new guy. Um, who else? Dion Lewis. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, you're, it's getting thin here. Um, so honestly, I would say, hey, shout out Brandon, uh, Brandon Burke, man. I appreciate you listening for our we're getting a couple comments josh also made a comment as well so appreciate the comments guys keep them coming appreciate you listening to the show but uh yeah with phyllis being out man i just i don't like our depth uh i don't like joe woods in general so i don't really know what he'll do with that position but um it's just not a good thing man jacob phillips knew what he was doing and they keep saying the green dot i believe he was one of the guys that took over once uh walker got hurt so that's two supposed green dot guys uh, you know, the, 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 the team cap or the, the leader, I guess, of the D that, you know, Joe Woods puts out there to communicate with is now down. So that's a concern as well. So who knows that maybe the new guy will be picking up that duty. Who knows, man? I, you know, I'm just, I'm lost with it though. It, it stinks, bro. It yeah. Stinks. It, it's tough at linebacker. Cause you got, you know, you're going to have guys like, uh, you know, Deion Jones, obviously is going to step up the guy we just traded for. You have Taki Taki, you still have JOK out there. Um, you know, they have a guy named Dakota Allen, um, formerly of uh, – he was on Last Chance U. Um, always seemed like a solid player, but he's more he's, – he's similar to JOK, very hybrid-y, um, linebacker, safety type. Uh, fits what Joe Woods likes to try to do, whatever he's trying to do at this point. Um, but, you know, the injuries are mounting, and this – it's starting to fall back on, like, I get un- – I may mention this pre-show. Um, I told Jason this. I said, it always seems like anytime a solid veteran gets released or is out there or is a uh, – like the Ravens are there to snatch that guy up. And then they also play their young guys. And they have a good mix of vets. And so, like if you look at their defensive line, they still they still bring Justin Houston in on pass rushing downs. They still use Calais Campbell. Like maybe those guys can't play, you know, 50, 60 snaps a game anymore. But – what they do give you is solid snaps. Like Justin Houston looked like a like a man on fire against uh, Jeb Wills last week. I mean, I I understand the analytics part, and you and you're wanting to uh, you don't pay for depth, but I still think there are room for certain veterans, veteran guys to be signed to be brought in. Like you need a solid mix of rookies to veterans because if you just have a bunch of rookies and young guys. At the end of the day, who the hell is teaching who? Like, and maybe that's the issue with the lock. Maybe that's why you have these locker room issues is you don't you don't have that enough veteran presence or leaders. Like, this team is still the youngest team in the, the Browns are the youngest team in the league, and that's not always a great thing. Doesn't mean greatness each time when you say that. Yeah. Thanks for the correction. I think I said Dion Lewis, which was uh, he was a running back. Did, did, wasn't he on our squad? Did what? we have Dion Lewis for? I think he was a New England Patriot him. for a while. Yeah, a little, little yeah. guy, speedster. But um, yeah, yeah. Speaking of running backs uh, and Dion Lewis, hopefully he's doing great out there in the world. And I just gave him a shout out for no reason. <laughs> but uh, um, we were hearing some trade rumors. Cream Hunt is uh, being rumored to, to get traded. Greedy Williams, we've heard. John Johnson the third, Jack Conklin. All these guys are being – we're seeing it ac- across Twitter that these guys could be traded from the Browns. Let's start with Kareem Hunt. Guys, 
when, when before the season started, we all agreed. We talked about this. We we thought that Kareem Hunt would be the guy that would not be traded, and and it would probably be Dearness Johnson. In fact, I picked up Dearness Johnson in my fantasy, and he's been on my bench all this time because I thought, well, man, this guy's going to get traded, and he's going to be RB two, and you know, be a running back by committee somewhere. That might not be the case. Let's talk about our running back room right quick. Do you do you think that it could be Kareem Hunt? Could it be Dearness Johnson? Like, where do you guys think? Uh, I mean, somebody's going to get traded. Uh, do you guys agree with that? Michael P., I'll Hunt, start with you. I think Hunt is going to get traded, and it's probably – if I had to pick a few teams that could trade for him, uh, you, uh, Buffalo Bills, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and probably the Los Angeles Rams would be my three teams uh, most on them. And another uh, – I know people somebody said this earlier today, but I don't see this happening. Like I don't see him going back to Kansas City like that. I think that ship that ship is sailed. That would be that that wouldn't be an, that would they would not be able to resign him in that situation. No. There's some bad blood there. But those three teams I said, Bills, Eagles, Rams, are, are definitely realistic possibilities. It's just you know, if you're the Browns, I mean he's 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 playing on an expiring contract. He's gonna be a free agent. Uh you don't usually pay a lot of money for depth, and he's—he's. He's, I think he's got a ten million dollar uh, deal right now. Is what he's playing under. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense at this point to to trade him for an asset. Like if you can get a fourth, fifth, or a third round pick, even. I mean, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Coltrane. Do you, do you think that? Okay, so we all know Cream Hunt's history. Do, do you think that hurts his draft? Um, you know, what we get back for him, you know, with his history. Because, I mean, if he gets one more strike, I mean, he could potentially be suspended. Now, I don't, we don't think that's going to happen. We've seen his character. I, I think he has righted the ship as far as his character. But what do you think, man? Do you think it's Dearness Johnson that's out, or is it, is it Kareem Hunt? Well, I think it will be Hunt, too. I agree, because you have to try to get something for him. He's on expiring contract. I don't think his attitude has been you know, perfect at all. I can just tell. Why do I tell that? Stefanski's barely played in the last few games, man. That's been a lot of the issues the fans are complaining about right now is the run game has been, you know, missing. But my thing is, if you're Andrew Barry and Stefanski don't play him anyways, and we're just kind of waiting on watch, and that's what it seems like, get rid of him, dude. You know, you're, you're obviously not going to re-sign him. You would have re-signed him in the offseason. Get whatever you can from him. But the problem with it is, is it's almost like the Baker situation. Teams know that we, you know, put it this way, no one's going to call us up, hey, we'll give you a first rounder. I mean, you're dreaming. I mean, it, it's going to be like a conditional fourth or fifth, you know, one of them stupid deals. Yeah. I think everyone's you're getting confused here. They think, you know, maybe we have him for more years. Like, oh, we'll get a second or third. I wish. And, hey, if Barry pulls that off, I mean, he's, he's you know, Jesus Christ, you know, as far as GMs go. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you can't, you know, Hunt is, is, was a fit here in the beginning of the year. We're sitting at two and five. Let's not forget, you said Dernish Johnson. That's not my guy, Jason. My, my, my guy's behind him on the depth chart. Ford. Ford is going to be your guy. Ford can do everything. People don't understand. Ford can do the same things Hunt can do. I promise you. You will see that dude on the field soon. And when he comes out there, y'all will forget all about Hunt. And that's another reason why I think Hunt will be the guy to go or or Dernis, either way, but they're going to try to get some assets for him because at this point, as you guys know, we don't have a first rounder, so they'll try to stack whatever. That's these money ball guys. They like the fourth, fifth, sixth rounders because they believe you can get you know uh, pizzazz out of those picks. So they're going to be shooting for one of them picks. And if someone calls a, a, a running back needy team, they will definitely pick up that phone one hundred percent. Yeah, you you have Hunt and you have Dearness Johnson. Both contracts are expired after this year. Both become unrestricted free agents, if I'm correct. Um, I, I think that when, when you look at both those side by side, you know, obviously if you're a team that's looking for a running back, you're, you're going to look at Kareem Hunt as being more value there. Um, he's more battle-tested. Everybody knows what he could do. He can catch the ball. He's gritty. Um, he's going to get you hard yards. We put him in on third downs, you know, in a goal line situation. So when you look at Kareem Hunt, I think he's going to, we're going to get more draft capital back for him more, way more than 
Dearness Johnson. I'm with you, Coltrane. I think that if we're lucky, we get a fourth-round pick for Kareem Hunt, conditional fifth. I think that's right where it's going to be. If it's a third, <laughs> that that that'd be an excellent deal. Um, as it sits, we have Chubb, we have Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Jerome Ford, and Demetric Felton. Like we have five running backs on the roster. Yeah. It's deep. The deep, it's deep, deep, deep room. Deep it's room. deep. So I, I think Hunt's out the door. If if Ford wasn't injured, I would say Hunt and possibly Dearness Johnson could be out the door. And I agree with you. I'm excited to see Jerome Ford. We saw him in preseason. I think I even said this to you guys. He looked like a mini Nick Chubb. Yeah, you know, with for some real. of them cuts yeah. he was making. Like, yes, I agree. It's unfortunate he's on IR right now. I can't wait till he gets back. But yeah, we we could see Hunt uh, out the door, which. I, we, we're not using them. You know, before the season started, I'm like, man, I was so excited to have Chubb and Hunt, but I, I just don't think we've been using them like, like we should. So, is that guy? Yeah. What do you guys think about Greedy Williams, John Johnson III, or Jack Conklin? Do you see any of them out the door? I was surprised to hear Greedy Williams because my first thought, I'm sure you guys saw my tweet, I was surprised anyone was interested in Greedy. But a lot of times the teams do that. They actually specifically do that where they get the word out that, you know, teams are interested. And that's just the Browns trying to get the word out that, you know, they're interested in trading him. But I don't think really anyone's interested in in, um, in Greedy. Now, that was news to me. That's, this is John Johnson's contract year. I thought we had him for another year. That's that's He will be a free agent next year. He's got one more year left on his deal. That's what I thought. Three, okay, three. but either way, he I assume I actually didn't see him in a trade, Jason. I had him in an as an off season uh, release or get rid of his contract. I just I don't see him being a, a Brown any further from this point. Hey, the title of this is rumors. Okay, it's yeah. just a rumor. I'm not saying yeah. he's on the trading block. I, yeah, he might not be, but I'm just saying this is what right. I saw. On, yeah, and know. I know because it's all the ne- negative stuff he's been getting online, all that stuff, and then he's obviously been outspoken, but. Um, Jack Conklin, no, I, I see them keeping him, but yeah, th- those are my thoughts on the uh, on the greedy. I just, I don't think if you get if you trade greedy, what are you getting for him? You know what I mean? Like, let's just be realistic, guys. A, a sixth rounder? <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's even worth a sixth rounder to be honest with the way he plays because he's hurt all the time. And then when he does play, especially because I'm there live watching the games because it'll be on the end zone right right in front of me, and I'm watching this dude just get toasted. He's just like he's just standing there, dude. You know, he, he, and he's one of them guys too. I'm sure you guys will laugh when I say this. He'll be that guy in prime time. He won't do anything. The receiver will drop the ball, and here he is, no good, no <laughs> good. It's like, bro, what what did you do, greedy? You 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 your your show. You didn't do anything on that play, but that's you. No good, baby. I, I was happy to see <laughs> you know. I was happy to see him back. Especially yeah. with Denzel Ward out. He got toasted, though. He got toasted. Yeah, I know. I, I, got roasted. I was happy to see him back. Um, let, let's move on. We'll have to just see with the trades. What's the trade deadline? Is it Tuesday at 4? I believe I so. November Tuesday. 1st, right? Yeah, November 1st. So the Tuesday day after at the, 4 o'clock. The day after the Monday night game. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's the thing I'll say about this. Pay close attention to who normally plays for the Browns and isn't playing. You know, because that guy is probably getting traded. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't see anybody trading for John Johnson because you're going to have to eat his, this you know, part of the contract this year, and then he's got still a year left on his deal. The only team I would see is if the Rams were in that much love with them because the Rams will just seem to want to trade. Like, they're, just, they're straight up like F them picks. Like, screw them picks. We don't need picks. What's a draft pick? We'll just trade. But I don't, I don't know. John Johnson, like that dude seems like he's a can't like, like he's a locker room cancer. Yeah. Like if we see Kareem hunt out there with like one or two carries for the whole entire game, I'm like, Oh, he's gone. <laughs> or a greedy Williams. If he's like a healthy scratch, ah, he might be get traded by tomorrow. So yep. we'll just pay close attention to that who, who normally plays on, on the Browns, but doesn't play Monday night. You know what I'd also say, Jason, just to add on to that, I guarantee you Barry plays the card too where we will probably find out about any trade with the Browns after that Halloween game because he's going to want to get a little bit out of them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. it's hot, at least get a TD. Like, you know, he, he's going to want the best guys out there on Monday night. Let's not get that twisted. 
But if he's interested in trading somebody, he's probably just going to say, hey, we'll do it Monday night, you know, after the game. I guarantee you. So we'll probably see more action after that game. So we'll have to wait, I think, longer than other teams would for a trade like that. So that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Before we get into the Ravens recap, I have a question for you guys. So it, it was brought out in the news after the game that supposedly there's a screaming match going on from the Browns locker room after the game, like a full-out screaming match. My question to you, I'm Coltrane, I'm going to start with you. Who is most likely the guy that just lost his shit in the locker room after the game? Who do you think that guy was? I mean, to be honest with you, I'm thinking it's John Johnson. He's been, he's been the most vocal. He's been the most vocal about all this stuff, especially the locker room stuff. He's been the one snitching on everybody, saying people were leaving – you know, locker rooms early and all that stuff. Or it could be people like Hunt. Like I said, I, I think it's it, – it, these, these guys want to get on the field, man. It's like I, I think it could also be Hunt. You know, it could be a guy like that, a strong player who's not getting the PT he wants. But um, I, I'll just end with this. I'll throw it to Mikey. I – you know, it, it, it really shocked me, guys, just because it really – stuff like that really tells a lot about who – the control of the locker room and the way the coaches are dealing with these players. And – to, to let something like that go down and then to fancy to cover it up and just say this is normal football behavior. No, Kevin, I'm sorry, brother. This is not normal football behavior, dude. When you're screaming like that and you're playing out of sorts and you're out of character like that and media's picking up on it, something's definitely awry in Cleveland, guys. And it's it, 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 it really shocked me and scared me a little bit just because this could be a lot bigger than we think it is. Um, and that's for sure. Oh, man, I'm starting to think like this team doesn't have an identity. They don't have a direction. It feels like it starts like if you guys ever work for somebody or work for a company and maybe in your past is like the leadership just stunk from the top on down. And then you work for companies that are great. But this feels like I just I, I can't put my hand on like. I feel like in 2020, this team around the league, uh, a lot of people like they're up and coming. They're doing like there was a lot of a lot of happiness and joy coming. And then like last year happened and it, it got worse. And it's just like there's just a stench that's coming out of Cleveland right now. And I don't know. I don't know if there's a rat in there somewhere that like, you got to cut the head off or there's multiple rats. But there is just something like they seem like there is no leader like. Stefanski doesn't seem like he's the boss. He seems like he's a baby, like he's the freaking babysitter. Mm. Now, like this guy came in as like, oh, he's heavily analytic driven. All right, well, he believes in analytics. Well, what is, what does he believe in leadership? Like, I felt like that they were following him. Something happened last year, and it, and it seemed to take place after the Odell situation. Like, there's just something that hasn't been the same in this locker room ever since, and. And I don't know what the what the solution is. I don't know if it's cleaning house completely at the end of the season. Like everybody's got to go. You got to start it over. Fresh start for everybody. But just something about this team right now feels like they're just they're not physically tough. They're not mentally tough. There's a lot of finger pointing. Like this person's not. You know, they're not calling out. But like the whole fact that the People have to learn to be professionals and shit like that. It's like, like, do you need to go to the media and have that? Like that. That's what I'm saying. Like leaders are coming out to the media. Those are conversations that should be had in house. And I just think there's there's when losing ha like winning cures all. If this team was winning, those problems would be hidden. Like you've seen it. Like, but the problem is they're losing. So all these problems, of course, come to the surface because it's everybody. Everybody, when, when things are going bad, becomes a drowning victim. And the first thing a drowning person does when they're drowning is like they're, they're just grabbing on to whoever they can hold on to and, and trying to bring them down or help them get back up. And that's what this feels like right now. It's like it's just a bad, toxic situation. I don't know how to fix it. Yeah, like if, if, we, if, we, if we win the Jets game and we win, say, the Atlanta game, we would be four and three instead of two and five. We probably don't hear – well, I know we wouldn't hear screaming in the locker room. We wouldn't hear negativity. Brown's Twitter would be somewhat enjoyable. It wouldn't be so toxic. Like, that's what winning does. When you – you pointed out, that's great observation on your point, Mikey. When you're losing, 
you see the warts on your team. <laughs> you yes. Know? You see all the the faults. It just it's it's like a glare. It puts a light on everything that you do wrong as a football team and an organization. That's what that's what's crazy on how close we are on riding the ship. You know, the Jets game should have been a win. The Atlanta game, we were up on them fourteen points and let a practice squad running back run all over us to win that football game. We're this close to being at least four and three, possibly five and two. We're two and five. So, hey, Freddie Kitchens, you remember him? Yeah. Everybody remembers Freddie Kitchens. He used to say, uh, he said in a press conference one time, you find out what your football team's made of when adversity strikes. You know, I think we're finding out what our football team's made of right now. And um, it sucks. It, 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 as a, a fan like we are, like we're very passionate about our football team. There's a lot of people are. And, and it really is frustrating to see our football team go through this, especially because we know how, much, how talented they are and how close they are to actually having a good football team. Hopefully it's just one or two guys. I don't know. An argument in the locker room is probably not a good thing. I mean, I haven't been in too many NFL locker rooms, but I have to imagine if the press heard it, and they're just looking for stories. But if they heard screaming, that's probably not a good thing. Right. Coltrane, any thoughts on that? Uh, fun fact for you, too. Uh, Stefanski actually matched Freddie Kitchens' record of four straight losses. Um, you mentioned Kitchens, and that's a really horrible stat to uh, endure. But, no, I mean, I, I, I'm with Mikey, man. I just I don't understand, you know, what went wrong definitely something is awry here but it's just it's disappointing as a fan man just because at the end of the day and i'll just end with this guys none of us thought we'd be here dude i mean let's just be realistic i haven't had a tweet you know that went kind of viral i mean a couple hundred likes you know no one you know if you would have told me we'd be two and five at this point of the season i would have laughed in your face i would have literally just laughed at you like oh we're good baby We're, we're you know we're great on paper and that's the problem with this team that i have you know we're always good on paper. We're always hyped up. Browns.com hypes us up. We always, you know, hype ourselves up like, oh, dude, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> and it's just, it's another year of here we are where, you know, I mentioned that set for a reason, guys. It feels like a Freddie Kitchens year. I mean, I even joke with one of my buddy, my season ticket buddies when I was sitting down the other day and I said, is Deshaun Kaiser out there? Because, you know, that's how I've been feeling about this team. Just a lot of breakdowns, a lot of just BS where, where you're – I mean, even even last this, – this Ravens game we'll get into now. I'll just dabble one second. I'm watching this like, is this really happening? Am I – I haven't watched one of these just shove it down your throat, run right down the field games in a long time, man. I mean, it's just – this team, man, they got to get it together for Halloween, dude. I mean, if they don't, it's either going to, like you're just saying, Jason, the emotions either going to go to, they, they have something to live for for the buy, or they lose, and it's like dumpster fire from here on in. So disappointing, guys. Disappointing. I think what this team needs is they need, like, Stefanski needs to go off. Like, he just needs to, I know that may not be his MO, but he needs to be like, guys, we got to shit or get off the pot. Like, we got to do something. To, this shit's over. Like, you have to, bro. At that point, at two and six, guys are going to get traded. Guys are could get cut. Uh, uh, guys are playing for their jobs. I could be coaching for my job at that point. Like, mm-hmm. we got to figure this out because if we don't, like, it's over quick. And God forbid you don't want your season to be over eight games in with nine games left. Like, that's oh, just, man. And that's what these players need to understand. Like, you know, they're like, oh, be patient and all this stuff. Like, should I have been a fan since I'm 43 years old? I've been a fan for a long-ass time. I've sat through misery, losses, bad losses, bad teams, bad players. I don't have another choice. I'm here in for the long haul. These guys are only here a couple years at a time. Like, they got They just got to figure it out and, and get it right. And I'm at a loss. Like, I, I used to be like, oh, they should do this. And they're like, I'm done trying to figure out what – the ownership group and, and what the general manager with group would be like. And I don't want to see change happen. Like I hate the fact that people are talking about firing Stefanski. Like, dude, I'm like, that's part of our problem is the constant change over change. Cause what happens every time you change coaches, you change general managers, what are those guys immediately coming to do? 
they want their guys, their people. So they start looking at, well, how can I get my picks on the team? And, and it just happens, and it's a reciprocal cycle. And you just we can't continue to do that. Like they've got to figure this out and 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 right this ship. Like I'm not even asking them to make the playoffs at this point. I'm looking, hey, can you turn your season around and go from two and five and make a run at the end? And in worst case scenario, you finish nine and eight, eight and nine, but you just miss outside of the playoffs. Like, but you turned around and you made your second half better in your first half, and you got better. That's what I'm. And we feel good going into the off season, right? We end on a positive note. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, we have to we have to get going. We have like 20 minutes left. Okay, so let's let's get into the Browns Ravens recap real quick, and we're gonna move on. The Browns lose their fourth straight game to the Ravens, 23 to 20. We're two and five. We've already said that. We're in third place in the division. The Steelers also lost incredible i mean that that, i don't know if you saw the end of that game but wow he throws the pick right at the end they they probably could have won that um we needed this win guys we came up short you can blame it on a couple of things you know where where do we start though coltrane where do we go wrong on sunday man can you put your finger on it or is it like just a multitude of things that went wrong on sunday i mean i put what went wrong you know, myself on Stefanski on that three-minute drive. You know, I put it on special teams Mike Pfeiffer for whatever the heck they did. I, I don't know. I, you know, it's a debate right now. Did that? Did they get that call or not? But I, I hate the people that always say, "Oh, it's the refs' fault." We, but you got to win with your. You got to win when you have the chance. You know, you got to win on your own right. You don't. You don't give it up to the refs. But um, you know, as far as what went wrong, I mean, I just think it was another Stefanski just his play calling he chose for that three-minute drive. Like, I thought we'd be in the driver's seat, man. I thought we were going to rub Chubb and Hunt. I guess I'm, I'm just a fan, guys, but I thought we'd run Chubb and Hunt and just pile those them and just get us, you know, 30, 40 yards for an easy 30-yarder for Cade York. But I thought we were actually looking to score, and it just – it didn't look like that to me at all. And, and the play calling, again, was just I, – I had a lot of questions, but, you know, and, and that's where Stefanski – I'm not saying fire Stefanski today, tomorrow – but he's on my hot seat, man. I'm, I'll be watching him for the rest of the year, especially those six games with Watson, just because he had a gift. I mean, it was a gift. I mean, the announcers are going nuts, and it just, you know, eventually it gets to the point, guys, where we've lost so many games by so, so small numbers. Is it Stefanski managing the game? You know, it has. someone has to get the blame. You know, eventually he's the head coach. But it's like every time it seems like we're in this situation – eventually, you know, you got to get past that hump. Like, you, and I just, every time it, that we're in this, whether we, it was the Jets, all you had to do was close out. We got a gift from Atlanta. We, we, we said no to same thing here with the Ravens. We got a gift, a three minute gift to, to win the game or tie it. And we, we settle for a 60 yard or 62 yard, whatever it was. And, and it gets blocked or, or whatever. It, it just, I'm just, again, I was watching it just like, what was he? What was he play calling there, man? I got. I seen a tweet that made my made me laugh my butt off. The Denny's menu. I mean, this guy's got the Denny's menu out here, you know, hiding his nose. And, and he made a good point, you know, especially when it got to like that last minute when he got a, a second chance. It was like, dude, you're 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 going. What was with that four yard out pass with four or fourteen? Like, what are we doing, dude? Like, I just I don't know about you guys, but I watch the game, you know, very passionately and I, I watch plays like that I just think to myself is it Stefanski you know so so I'm not gonna lie guys I left that game to me what went wrong was another just poorly managed offense in the time that you need it um you know that's that's I guess my piece guys that's how I felt one of the critical plays was the the false start penalty the the offensive line moved um, it, it was critical. It was a field goal attempt. Mikey P, give us your thoughts on that, man, because there's there's a big discussion on Brown's Twitter. Did the offensive line move? Was it actually a false start? What 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 is your breakdown of that play? The offensive line did move after the defender makes contact. So Steratour is right in his if a player is more than it's usually like a player and a half, two players is what they kind of go off of. And they move on the other side of the line if he comes across the line. However, that rule is null and void when a player, when that defender makes contact with the other offensive player. And that's what happened. 
that's when he moves. He moves after. But did they make contact moves. though, or did they just go in the neutral zone? No, he made he makes contact with the right with the right offensive line player. So the way they did that rule, and if you look at when they initially threw the flag, the the referee that's coming in that threw the flag is going like this. He's signaling offsides. They changed the call after you got Harbaugh ripping into their ear, like he's coming in their huddle. They changed they they changed the rule, but they got it wrong. If if he doesn't make contact and Dunn moves, yes, that's the right call. He has the ability to get back across the line of scrimmage. But you're taught when that guy comes immediately across the line of scrimmage, you move to make contact, and that's what he did. He did what he's coached to do, and then you you draw the offside penalties. They got it wrong. They missed missed the. They missed the call. My problem with that is it should have never come down to that. When you had third and two, why are you throwing a deep ball bomb at that point? Even if they don't call that pass interference and Cooper scores, we just gave the ball back to the Ravens with two and a half minutes left. They have two and a half minutes to drive the length of the field. And they have Justin Tucker, who could, unless he's kicking from 80 yards out, like he's almost automatic. The dude's kicked 67 yards, 66 yard field goals. Like, so you can't expect that. You're, the way your defense is playing, that they're going to be able to hold the lead with two and a half minutes. It's a, it's an eternity in football, um, especially when they had all their timeouts. Like, so I just didn't understand like how we even got there. Like, we should have even never had that situation. Then you would have been put in a tough situation if they would have called off sides because it was technically fourth and six. So you're, now you're looking at a fourth and one. They're probably going to bring the offense back on the field. Either try to run a sneak, hand off the chub. I just, I just thought that it was a, another example of. Poor game, poor in-game management um, that that cost us the game. And, and unfortunately, you know, I look at it this way: when when referees they've constantly known the 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 Browns are the bad kids, and the Ravens they consider the good kids for penalties in the league. Like the Browns have historically always been in the bottom of the league for highest amount of penalties. Like when it comes down to a 50-50 call like that, wh- which way are they going to lean? They're going to lean with the Ravens. And yeah, the, the the offensive pass interference was was troublesome. Coltrane, I want to get your take, man. I I see receivers do this every week. It seems like like I okay. He did extend his arm. He 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 pushed off. That call was actually fair. But my problem is is I see that not called way more times than not. George Pickens with the Steelers. I think he did that against us. He pushed off in the end zone and caught a touchdown. No call. I see it every single week. Why was that called on Sunday, man? Like, that was a touchdown. The, the frustrating thing is, I don't think Amari Cooper even had to push off. He had, him, he had uh, Marcus Peters beat, but he did, and it was called. Do you agree with that, man? Should that have even been called on Sunday? Absolutely not. It's a 50-50. It's instinct. It's emotion. You know what I mean? He, there, there's, I, know what he, I know what he was going through. Dude, the game was on the line. It was a huge play. Um, yeah, it's, it's a wishy-washy play, but here we are again, only in Cleveland, baby. It just, guys, as fans, I know we were biased, right, because we're Browns fans, but I feel like I watch games all the time on prime time, Thursday night, Monday night. I see the same thing. And it, it's it's not it's called the other way. You know what I mean? Like to me, if anything would have been called, it should have been on it should have been defensive pass interference because they both were kind of pushing each other. But yeah, that's a wishy washy play. Though that was the two plays. That play obviously then the uh, the botched field goal or whatever at the end of the uh, end of the game that we were talking about earlier. Those two plays, it, you know, if you're going to play the blame the ref game, it was just very questionable to where it's like. We just never get the calls. I mean, just like I was talking about before on the show with the fumbles, that like we don't get the fumbles. Like, for whatever reason, we're just we're, we're unlucky. And to me, that play, to answer your question fully, Jason, was just an unlucky call. Somebody saw the wrong thing, and maybe he saw him, you know, pushed him for just a second longer than we did at home, and he just threw the flag. And it was just, just so unlucky because that happens all the time, and it's never called. Or if it is, it's the other way around. It just makes no sense, man. Only the Browns. Only the Browns. It, it, it was frustrating. I, I've heard it said that never put the game in the refs' hands, but man, the refs made a, a couple of Too questionable crucial. calls. Too cru- yeah, crucial. Coach Kevin Stefanski is waiting for an apology on one of the calls. I don't think he's got it yet. I don't think he ever will. But yeah, um, ho- hopefully, it doesn't come down to that Monday night, guys. We have to move on. Mikey P, tell us about Underdog Fantasy. 
All right. Well, of course, we are a proud sponsor and work with or our proud sponsor with Underdog Fantasy. Oh, I lost my spot. Oh, we're a proud partner with, of course, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy, of course, is the easiest place to play fantasy football. If you're like most people and you love to play daily fantasy and also love to win cash, Underdog Fantasy is definitely for you. Just remember, Underdog is going to match your initial deposit up to $100 by using code 216. If you deposit 50, that becomes $100 to play in Underdog Fantasy. Just remember, you got to use promo code 216. Make some money and have some fun today. Enjoy fantasy. Oh. Even if the Browns aren't winning right now, like at least have fun playing fantasy. Win, win some cash. Some cash. Win some cash. All right, before we start the Bengals preview, I want to say this. Browns guard Joel Batonio, whom I respect a lot. I love the way he plays. I'm sure you guys agree. He's gritty. He's always available. Rarely gets hurt. He's just the epitome of what we want a Browns player to be. He said this in a quote, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. He said, doing the little things right add up to a lot of big results. So maybe that's what the Browns are going through. We we just got to do the little things right. Just the little things. And guess what? That adds up to big-time results. So hopefully we can start that off this coming Monday night against the Bengals. We've had their number as of late. I think in the Kevin Stefanski era, I don't think we've lost to the Bengals. We, we, we've we had their numbers. It's four straight. Is that what it is, Mikey P? Four straight. One of them was real close. You know, Baker Mayfield hit Donovan Peoples-Jones in the end zone with 17 seconds left. It was a one of the great games that I've seen in a long time. It was an awesome victory, not to bring up Baker Mayfield's name, but but it happened, and it was a great day. Hopefully that continues. Guys, Joe Burrow, he is on fire. Like, I haven't watched a lot of Bengals games this year, but I did see the ticker at the bottom of the screen, and at halftime he had, like, did. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did he have like 300 yards going into half uh, last week? I mean, I thought that with the numbers that I saw on the TV, I'm like, man, this guy's going to throw for like six or 700 yards today. Um, he, he didn't, but he had a solid game. He's definitely somebody that we have to focus on for 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 this game against the Bengals. There's a they're an offensive jugg- juggernaut. I mean. They've got three awesome receivers. They've got a good running back. They've got Joe Burrow. This Bengals team is started off rough. I think they lost their first two games, if I'm not mistaken. But they, they've caught fire, and, and they, they have a good record. They're tied with the Ravens for the lead in the AFC North. Keys to victory. Mikey P., I'll start with you. How do we beat the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night? Uh, you got to have to generate pressure and get up in, in Burrow's face. Uh, he's he's shown that, you know, when he gets off his spots and he can't get comfortable in the pocket, he, he is prone to – he will struggle. Uh, make sure you don't give any success to Joe Mixon. Uh, they've really struggled to run the ball this year. Uh, but for some reason, Joe Mixon always does typically well against us. Uh, of course, every running back seems to do well against us this year. But uh, uh, you got to get Joe off his spots, make him uncomfortable, and uh, – you're gonna to have to be able to score. Like uh, you're gonna need you're gonna need at least at least thirty points this week to win this game. At least I agree with you. We're yeah. We're, my prediction's not gonna say so, but I do agree with you. <laughs> at least thirty points to win this game. Coltrane, what do you think, man? Well, he went defense, so I'll go offensive side of the ball. Jacoby Brissett, man, you just need to calm down in that pocket, baby. If it's there, rush for it, baby. If it's eight nine yards, easy downs. You know, that's easy money, dude. Move the chains. But, Jacoby, I need you to relax, man. Calm down, bro. Make your make your strides. If it's there, cool. If it's not, throw it away. Don't turn the ball over. At the end of the day, this Halloween night, and having my, the best Halloween night I could have is I'll be there live Monday night, y'all. Jacoby, come on, baby. We need you, man. Because, you know, you played pretty, you know, pretty poor. I mean, here and there, you played poorly to me, in my opinion. But this is the game that you got to show out, my dude. We need you. We need you to get QB sneaks. We need you to be handing that ball off to Nick Chubb. And here's the key to victory, too. Kevin, don't be afraid to run the ball, baby. Don't be afraid, man. We got a good O line. We got a good running, good running back room. 
you know, let's let it fly, baby. Let's run down their throat and, and give these fans, especially myself too, give us something to cheer for, man. Give us something to get excited about, you know? Give us something. Give us some excitement, well, Kevin. Come on. Let Coltrane eat a hot dog Monday night. That's what <laughs> yeah. I want. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice for Coltrane with 28 to 7 at half, and I'm just sitting there tweeting a pic, Yard Dogs Podcast, eat the dog. Eat the hot dog. The Yard Dogs eating the dog. You know, that would be great, fellas. But unfortunately, this is the reality of being a Browns fan. But, man, wouldn't it be nice, man? I, I will tweet that out to everyone watching the show. I will tweet that out if that's ever an opportunity. But it might be a couple years in this show for me to finally give that to the fans. But, but. I, I will do it. I promise. If, if we're up a, a very substantial amount at halftime, I'll be eating that. Yeah, if you bring up Jacoby Brissett. I, I think we saw one of his best games this past Sunday. Um, you know, he's twenty-two for twenty-seven, two hundred and fifty-eight yards. He didn't throw a touchdown. He was, or, or he didn't throw a pick. I think he took it tough. Mikey P. The the game you and I were at the, the New England game. He throws a pick on the second attempt. He didn't have a good game. I think he took it to heart and he corrected his mistakes. Hopefully that carries on into the Cincinnati game because Coltrane, you brought up the offense. I think that's going to be the key, man. We're, we're going to have to outscore the, this Cincinnati Bengals team and hopefully a hopefully our defense just shows up a little bit, like just stops them a little bit, you know. To me, man, listen, listen to yourself, if you can man. if you can make them kick field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, that's a win, bro. That uh, is a win. J- Jamar Chase, you know, Boyd, Higgins. I have Higgins on my fantasy team, but I want him to bomb on Monday night. Like I, I want to see him catch a pass on Monday night. Joe Mixon, if we can contain him somewhat, I'd like to see the ball in his hand rather than Joe Burrow's hand. You know, Joe Mixon's a great quarterback. He's a game changer. But, you know, if we can keep it in his hands instead of Burrow, I'm all about that. I have in my notes, you know, take the Bill Belichick approach. You know, take away what the Bengals do best, which is Joe Burrow and that passing attack. You know, they can get big chunk plays so if we can reduce that, Mikey P, you'd mentioned throwing off his timing. We're going to need a big dose of Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett this Sunday, uh, Monday night. Big time. You, you get, get him off his rhythm. You know, d- don't let him be comfortable in that pocket. You know, have him scrambling, running for his life, um, throw his timing off. We just have to interrupt him, man, because if he has a game like he did against Atlanta on Sunday, we're in big trouble. You know, that, 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 that can't happen. So we just need our defense to show up a little bit, you know, hold them to, I don't know, 25 to 29 points somewhere around there, and we need to score over 30. So that's why I agree with you, Mikey P. The defense can hold them to 20. You can, you, you can win this game. Yeah. You know, and get off on the, get off the field on third downs. We, we've struggled in that area lately. You know, when, when what's – What's they that? Need, to, need to be able to create turnovers. We haven't created yeah. a bunch of turnovers this year. Yeah, turnovers are hard to predict, but if we win that turnover battle, I think would be good. But getting our defense off the field on third down, I think, would be critical. Um, In fact. And, and run Nick Chubb. Run Nick Chubb. You know, that's what bothered me about the Chicago Bears game plan. I mean, they ran the ball 45 times against the Patriots, and you saw what they did. They blew him out the building in Gillette Stadium, which is not an easy place to play, and they went out there and did that. So ah, seeing that game last night frustrated me even more about the game. Me and you were at Mikey P, um, you know, against the Patriots, but we'll see. This is a critical game. It's a must win. For the fourth week in a row, this is a must win, but this time we're serious. Like, if we lose this game – Going into the bye, it's going to be a long freaking two weeks, man. But if we could somehow go in this bye and be three and five and we just beat the Bengals and who knows what will happen with the Ravens this week. We're about to get into prediction time. Got to create some interceptions. We're seven games in. We've had, we've picked the ball off twice. Mm -hmm. Two interceptions. That's, That's pretty low. For for this. Joe Woods, man. It's Joe Woods defense though, man. Hopefully we make a change next year. Denzel Ward had a big one. Was it the last time we played him? Yeah, he had the pick six. 
Whoo, doggy. Yeah, the, the, the Bengals were driving down. It looked like they were going to score, and Denzel Ward picked it, picked six, 90-something yards, 98 yards I think it was. But let's get into our prediction time, guys. We have literally like three minutes. Um, I'm not going to get into the rules. It, there's big stakes involved. Mikey P, you're at 10 points for the year. Mikey, uh, Mikey, Coltrane, myself, were tied at 13. There's a three-point difference. It's a year-long bet. Big stakes for the loser. Prediction time. Eagles at, I'm sorry, Steelers at Eagles. Eagles are a 10.5-point favorite. Coltrane, who do you got in this one? Eagles, 24-14. Kenny Pickett's a bum. Steelers will never be anything this year. I keep trying to tell my Steelers fans, I'm sorry, guys. The Eagles are going to whoop your ass. Um, they're going to be in the basement of the north probably for the duration of the season, to be honest with you. 24-14, is that what you said, Eagles? Yep, yep. 24-14. Uh, Mikey P., who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go Eagles, Eagles uh, 15, Steelers 6. Whoa. That's a weird mm. score. Yeah, it's low scoring. We got a little low scoring. Eagles, Eagles haven't been scoring. This isn't Pirates and Phillies, you know. This is uh, this is football. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna kick they're gonna kick like five field goals. Steelers get a couple field goals. Fifteen. Okay. Seconds. Interesting. Watch you get the exact score prediction and get three extra points. That'd be awesome. Um, I'm also picking the Eagles twenty-four to seventeen in this one. I think the Eagles are just gonna handle business, man. They're hot this year. Steelers, they got their problems. Eagles handle business. Uh, Ravens at Buccaneers. Ravens are favored by a point and a half. The Buccaneers lost two straight. We're going to start with myself here. I'm going to pick. This was hard, but I'm going to pick the Buccaneers here. One point difference, 27 to 26. Buccaneers take care of business. Uh, let's go ahead and go to Coltrane. I got the Bucks as well, 28-20. Tom Brady can only get down for so long. Tom finally finds his mojo and runs down the field, and it's a 28-20 victory for the Bucks. Mikey P. Uh, I'm going to go Ravens 17, Buccaneers 10. Ooh, Lamar Jackson. Okay. Okay. All right, with the low scores. And the, the, the game that we're all here for, Bengals at Browns, it's – it's in Cleveland. Coltrane, you're going to be there eating your hot dog at halftime. This is going to be a I good game. So, um, Mikey P., we're going to start with you. Who's going to win this game and the score? Ooh, uh, I said you need 30 to win. I don't think we'll get 30. Uh, Bengals 23, Browns 20. Another close loss. 23-20. And myself, I do have the Browns winning this one. One point difference again. 28-27 Browns. Last second field goal by Cade York. They The Browns win it. And Coltrane? I'm going to this game live, and uh, I'll be there with my wife. But uh, I told my wife before the show I was going to do this, guys, and I'm sorry to uh, my Browns <laughs> fandom, but I am going with the no! Bengals. 28 <laughs> To the Browns, 26. I, I Guys, this is about eating a hot chip or wearing a Steelers fan, you know, for a photo, video opportunity. <laughs> I don't know what else these fans are coming up with, but guys, I'm sorry. I, I have to take my – just like with fantasy, I have to take my Browns fan. I'm out of it. Um, I got the Bungles, man. The Bungles taking us at home, man. I would All be right, a long so drive home for the cold train. <laughs> Not according to Jason. According to my prediction, you're going to be eating your hot dogs all the way home. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I'll take. Hey, keep in mind, I'll take either option, guys. This yeah. is just for that, like I said, for the hot chip or whatever the heck these people, you know, our, 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 our fans and, and and people that watch the show come up with. So, well, guys, we love you. Thanks for tuning in. This has been the 101st episode of the Yard Dogs Podcast, and next is the Barking Brown Show. With Nick Roach and Nick Roach, Jacob Roach, and Nick Cons, <laughs> right? Is that how you say it? Coltrane, Nick Cons. Nick Cons, yeah. yeah. Nick Cons, he's probably waiting, like, come on, guys, what are we doing? Yeah, what's I got my going- show here. It's Conzi. <laughs> come on. All right, well, we'll see you next Tuesday night at 7. I like to end all of our shows with the Go Browns. So, Mikey P. Coltrane, if you'll join me on the count of three, one, two, three, Go Browns. Go Browns.